Ladies and gentlemen of planet Earth, back after an extended hiatus. After popular demand, it is once again the Zach and Tony Show coming to you live from all across the United States of America. I am Zach coming from Alameda, California. What is going on, my man Tony? What's good, man? Zach, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm just, I'm really excited to get talking some sports, man. Dude, yo, we got a podcast now. Oh, dude, we got a podcast, bro. We're next level, man. Dude. I feel I feel really adult right now. I feel like I'm, you know, like I'm I'm really pursuing my dreams here. You know, I don't think anyone out there has a podcast, so this is I feel like we're next level, bro. You know, we graduated from college. We're growing up a little bit. You know, oh, dude. yeah, dude, I'm chilling here. It's a it's a Wednesday night, and I'm drinking a, a Lagunitas Dogtown IPA. Like, bro, you know, oh. I got, yeah, I got my medic, uh, my, my medical, you know, uh, ID card coming tomorrow. You know, I'm going to set up an appointment with dermatologist. Like, okay. I, I'm going to start paying my student loans. Like, we, we're really out here just being adults, man. This is crazy. Dude, the important question is, what are you going to rate that beer on untapped? Dude, can you rate if you don't go out? Can you, like, does that work? Yeah, of like, course. You can't? Oh. I mean, yeah. I do. I don't know. It's, it's pretty good. Um, it's not my favorite Lagunitas, but. Like I'll give Lagunitas at a base rating like a four always. Like it's really? just it's all, dude. It's solid beer. Like you know, especially after living off what Bud Light and Coors, you know, Miller Light <laughs> for like years. Like this is you know this is this is some next level next level stuff, man. I mean, it's pretty good. Dude, I don't know. I, I tend to be harsh on the beers and uh, and Untapped. I mean, my highest rated beer until this weekend was a Corona. It was a four point two five. You know, Corona. <laughs> too jesus yeah i, I, I think I, it it, it might have been like my fifth or sixth corona so that could have really, <laughs> the first one was like a three you're like bro yeah. this, this is some top i just had a moment i was like dude this is just a great beer i mean i feel like after like your sixth or seventh beer like you could drink like just you know fermented piss and be like dude this oh, is bad <laughs> shit like straight up i don't Seriously. know I, I don't know what to compare it to like what's what's the best beer i've ever had i don't even know like you know that's what I'm like. That's why I'm kind of I'm tentative when I'm rating them to, to like mark them any higher than like a four. Honestly, yeah, you got to be harsh on the beer. But that's what I was getting to. So this weekend, I had the best beer I've ever. Or I don't know if it's the best beer I've ever had in my life, but it's definitely the the highest rated beer I've had on Untapped. Yeah, give it a, a crispy four point five. Ooh, four five. What? what it was kind a of beer? Ger- It was called Fest Beer. It was from Tombstone Brewing Company. Ooh. Uh, some German beer, but oh, dude, it was. They served it in like a in like a big mug. It was it was just perfect beer, dude. Germans, I I'll, I'll tell you what they they get a lot of things wrong, but they, they know how to make some beer, man. They they know, man. They I come to I, when I was there, I climbed a mountain, um, <laughs> a little hill, not a mountain, but like a little. It was like a you know a path, um, a hiking trail, and up at the top, they had like they uh they had a, a bar, like at the, at the top of the trail. Grabbed a beer. I don't know what they call it, but they have a weird mix where it's a uh, beer and lemonade. They put it together, comes in a can. Oh, I've heard of this. I don't know what it's called, but it is it's fire, dude. Especially like after you know hiking like three miles, like that was that was some top notch stuff, man. But you know what? This is this is not a beer podcast, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we we get into this for like a whole. That could be a whole other podcast. This is not a beer. I mean, I guess it could be, but that's not, that's not that's not what we're here to do. Man. What are we here to do, Tony? We're here to talk sports, baby. I mean, this, this is what we do. You know, this is our life right here. I mean, beer, but yeah, sports. We're here to talk sports. I mean, we had a few months off, but we were just, we just had that itch, man. We just, just oh, had to talk some sports. Yeah, 
we're talking about that World Series and just saying like, dude, like we we gotta we gotta spread these thoughts to the world, man. Like the people gotta know. People gotta know what we think. Like, I, you know, I sometimes I sit around. I'm like, dude, like you can't, you know, because you can only type 140 characters in a Twitter, right? It, I can't formulate a thought in 140 characters. That's not that's not how it works, man. Oh, clearly least, not. It doesn't it doesn't work like that, man. They need to give you the extra characters. Exactly. I need an hour of characters, man. So you know what? I think I think we got to jump into this. I think we, we there's something that really is is being is asked to be talked about right now. That's the word. I mean, it's I I have my I'm curious to see what an outsider's perspective is because following the team for like what four or five years, I you know I have an understanding of kind of how it works and the situation dynamics and stuff. But I'm really curious to see what your what your take on the Katie Draymond beef is. Um, it's definitely not usual for the Warriors. Um, Dr- Draymond Green's kind of a dick. I think we all know this. That's 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 part of his charm, right? That's you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was I? Gonna say? Oh, my first reaction when I saw the the highlight where Kevin Durant was like clearly clapping for the ball in those last seconds there with the game tied. Um. And it was like it was talking about how they were getting into it in the uh, the huddle afterwards. Yeah, I didn't really. I mean, I saw them both like kind of talking, but it didn't really look like as bad as I like thought it was going to be. Yeah, I guess. But then when I heard about how Draymond Green got suspended, that's when I was like, "Oh wow, this is actually like, you know, there's something there's something more to this story here." So I guess those are my first reaction. But and then I saw. Um, did you see Kevin Durant's? Um, his press conference today or whatever? Uh, the one last night. Yeah. I was think that last night. Yeah. He's, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know how to read that and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to take what he says in a press conference to be, you know, for, for fact. Cause I think, you know, especially a day after it's still kind of raw. He, he, he played it off in a sense, but really more, it seemed like he just didn't want to talk about it. That's Which, true. It makes sense. I mean, you know, when you have something like that, I, thought where, he handled it well, too. I feel like he felt a little disrespected you don't want to talk about that openly. You don't want to be like, yeah, dude, like he really pissed me off. Like, you know, I think he, he, he understands that whatever needs to get taken care of needs to get taken care of privately. And he even said that he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out in house. We're just here to play basketball. But. Which I thought was a, a respectful way of uh, yeah, rejecting but, a reporter. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's how you handle it. He even said like, yeah, with all due respect, you know, you got jobs to do, but like, you know, we got like, this is our job. Like we got to handle it, you know, the way we handle it. Yeah. In-house. Which I think is the right way to do it. Um, and I, it just brings me back to David David West. He said after the title, I think it was David West after the title last year. He said like, "Yo, like you know, we had we had some real drama. We had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that y'all don't know about. That like you know, this was like probably the hardest hardest year." And I was thinking like, it just you know, I mean, they went fifty eight and twenty four, which you know, for any other team would be like that's probably one of the best seasons ever. But for a team that went seventy three wins and like sixty eight, sixty seven, you know, was kind of they did struggle a little bit. Um, but I, I didn't really know exactly what he meant, but I can, I can totally see what he means. I feel like this, this confrontation has been brewing for like a long time. Yeah, yeah. Think- it just makes you like think that, that there's always been kind of like this, this weird relationship between um, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, like maybe from when it even first started. I don't think it's necessarily with Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green has a weird relationship with everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, that's just be- just he's because gonna challenge the- you. He's gonna he's gonna push you to your limit and stuff. Yeah, he's in your face, and that's like that's the thing is, it's you know you you can't you can't pick and choose what you get from Draymond. You're gonna get all of them, or you're gonna get none of them. And the Warriors have kind of accepted that, and it's worked to their advantage. Like he is, like I'm I'm you know Kawhi Leonard's great, whatever. But I think Draymond Green is 
is the pinnacle of, of NBA defense right now in the sense that he may not be the biggest guy, right? Like Kawhi, you know, he's got the physical features. He's tall. He's got the gigantic hands. Like he looks like Predator. He looks like Predator. He really is or does. But Draymond can guard every position. Like, you know, there's no – like there's he's, – he's intense. He's, he's passionate. He's loud. Like he's, he's kind of obnoxious but like in a good way. Um, but at the same time, like he's, he's going to get in your face. Like you're, you, you know, and I feel like for it to come out the way it did, like he's been, he's been holding this in for a long time, but honestly, if I'm going to pick a side, I'm, I'm on team Draymond in this, in this. Yeah. Scenario. You always defend Draymond. All right. Okay, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, dude, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I was listening to Adrian Wojnarowski. He was on the Michael K show. And just a side note, this, he's not like the best speaker. Like he was like. He was like stumbling over his words, like almost the whole interview. Maybe he was nervous. I don't know why he would be nervous, but anyway, it sounded like Draymond Green kind of just like went in for like he just chewed him out. Yeah. He was questioning his commitment to the team. He's kind of like you got one foot in, one foot out. Like, like you're not down for this team the way like me, Clay, and Steph are. You know, like yeah. And like obviously Kevin Durant's a pretty sensitive guy. Yeah. I mean, didn't he like? Didn't he like make the OKC newspaper like change what they wrote about him because he didn't like it? Like, I don't know, but that wouldn't shock me. I mean, you know, he he does spend, a, you know, name another superstar who goes on to social media and like, you know, challenges fans. Yeah, to, like fanboys. Like, like we, you know, we all know that them that, that they're stupid. Like, I'll even admit sometimes I'm on there and I'm stupid. I saw Bill Simmons on today. I tweeted. I was like, oh, that was dumb. Yeah, he was like, yo, like, you know. He was like just leaving this there, and it was like Draymond Green and Sean Livingston to the Celtics for Al Horford and like I don't know Terry Rozier. Which first of all is like this is the stupidest thing. The Warriors are gonna have to pay more money for worse players. Like why in the hell would any like the, no? But you know I mean everyone like he even he knows like fanboys are stupid, but he gets you know he gets sensitive. But I think I think he's the in a sense he's the uh, perfect like superstar in the um to kind of represent this like new age like uh, i'll call him a social media superstar right in the mm. sense that like not only does he you know he kind of sees what's on social media he understands like you know he kind of he takes it all in he really he feels all of it um but he also like you know he he's controlling his own fate right and that's kind of the new age um of superstars is guys who are not only great but they are you know kind of jumping from team to team you didn't really see that before like mj or uh, magic johnson was with the Lakers his whole career MJ was with the Bulls his whole career you know even like I mean Charles Barkley I guess switched a little bit but at the very end of his career like you know he's LeBron and Kevin Durant are really the first guys to like kind of choose their own fates and, and be able to jump from team to team like that um and in that sense I I that's why I'm kind of team Draymond um because I I kind of agree with him um now did it come out the right way absolutely not no but <laughs> In in this with this kind of confrontation, I don't think there is necessarily a right way for it to come out. Um, I think it's just going to kind of. I think it was an unspoken thing, like they all knew, and it, the tension has always been there since the the moment he signed. It was like I'm not going to sign a long term deal, you know, one plus one, and keep re signing him. But the sense has always kind of yeah, been. I can see why that would piss Draymond off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is when he's been there what seven years and he's committed and he's like, all right, I've signed for less money, you know. Like Steph signed for less money, Clay signed for less money, so that we could take you in, and you're not, you know, you're not like committed, right? Like that, that would that would piss me off too, right? Like you know, and then but I, 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 I definitely I don't, don't agree with Draymond though, not passing the ball to Kevin Durant in those last seconds. Yeah, I um, 
Browns. Also, you, he's, also, the, he's, he's probably the best offensive player in the game. Exactly. If not Curry. Well, I think I think there was a, there's kind of a, um, a disparity in styles too. Like you know you know with what five seconds left, Katie would just slowly like kind of jog up and pull up for like a thirty footer, which absolutely is the best look there. But I think the idea would uh, I'm gonna defend. Uh, he was wrong there, but in my mind, I'm thinking he wanted to push and maybe kick out to KD to get him a better shot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to believe the best in him, but also, like, Steve Kirk should, should have called a timeout. I mean, I understand. With Steph, that was a, that's a different story because he can pull up from 35, and, and you know, that's, that's still one of the better shots in the NBA. But in that situation, coming back in that game, you want to call a timeout. You want to get the best shot you can, and you want to end it right there. Um, Were you but, watching that game? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I watched. Yeah, I watched. I got home, watched the second half. I know I watched the whole thing. Clay, so in in overtime, I, I know they lost that game. Um, yeah. Overtime, like, did it seem like that little spat was like something that was in their heads, or maybe it affected them and caused them to lose no, the game? Not really. No. Well, Katie fouled out. He. Um, oh, he, he did. A real crap. Yeah, real. Uh, Montrez Harold pulled. He, which you know, in the refs' defense, Katie gets uh, gets these calls all the time, but it was a really weak call. It was like the. Um, the like kind of swing, like he swung his arms around to pull the ball up, and he kind of like flopped a little bit with his arms. You know, the, the classic Katie, like mm-hmm. one side to the other, and throws his arms up for a shot. He got all ball, got called, you know, fouled out, which I think was kind of a shit call. But again, Katie gets those calls all the time. Um, dude, wait, sorry to interrupt, but dude, I'm looking up at the Knicks Rockets game, or not Knicks Rockets, Knicks uh, OKC. Uh, dude, Raymond Felton is still playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That he's thick, dude. That, dude like, he's like I a big chubby hamster. A thicker point guard, like he's he's like he's, you know he's I, 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 I he made it work. Like that one what was that one year him and him and Carmelo. That was like dude, the, on the Knicks. They were good. In like twenty years, like straight up. Yeah, he was good that year. Yes, that was wild. <laughs> but anyway, we can talk about Carmelo in a little bit. But like, I, I don't. Wait, yeah. so I want to I ask you something. Yeah. So well, first of all, I think the biggest takeaway from all of this. Um, is that KD is confirmed oh. going to the Knicks? All right, man. Dude, uh, man. So, Why would anyone want to play for James? Well, Dillon, right? So wait, let me. I just want to ask you hypothetically. I know this is this is a pretty unrealistic scenario, but you never know. Like you said, people are jumping around from team to team. Yeah, exactly. Um, how do you think he would handle playing in New York? Like he's he's obviously had um, the rest of the league after him for his decision to go to Golden State and all of that. But I don't think he's ever been in a situation where, like, the fans have been after him. And if he comes to New York, obviously the expectation is that they're going to win. And they're going to win, like, ASAP. And, like, how do you think he would handle, like, getting booed, like, after, like, not, you know, immediately winning or something like that? Like, the first game, they lose by, like, 10. He's just come out they, the second game. They would. They would. <laughs> Honestly, um, New York fans, are like, they booed you know, John Stanton first first home game. Yeah, it's I I remember that John Sterling, hey, his swings and misses. <laughs> oh, like, you know, I really I I don't know. Um, like I I honestly like I really you can never know um, how he's gonna handle it. I I would I would say I think he'll I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. Um, I th- I think his thing is when he's on the court, I don't think the stuff bugs him. Um, I think he knows how to separate on the court versus off the court. Um, and we've seen that, like, what – I mean, you know, you saw – like well, clearly clearly not this time. I guess that was more Draymond, though. Yeah, well, that – I mean, that that this – again, this, this was – very- 
That was what's different about this time. It was like it was on the court. You like you don't see that from the Warriors ever. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the the major confrontation was off the court, and I don't know. Oh, Draymond, that's true, that's true. Yeah. Well, that was in the, in the locker room afterwards, and that was kind of where the issue was, where they said like you know, uh, Marcus Thompson works for the athletic. He did some great reporting, and he was it was he did a whole thing, and he was saying like yeah, you know, like Draymond kind of got like really in his face and was really like kind of attacking him for being you know what it what he felt to be like uncommitted kind of one foot in like you said one foot in one foot out mm-hmm. um but i'm i mean you saw in the finals the last couple of years he you know game three both times to hit those major shots over lebron like he he, i think he knows how to how to turn it up when he needs to on the court but i think it would be one of the you know most interesting things would be his relationship with the media and with the people off the court and and his relationship with like James Dolan and everybody, because yeah, you you know that's better. Thing. New York New York yeah, media is New pretty York rough. Straight up ruthless. Like you know, they there are some guys who just they can't handle. It. Like you know, it, it tears them apart. But it's Sunny Gray. Like I, I think I think when somebody can go into MSG and perform like you know top notch, which most of the superstars do, that's a good sign, right? And he you know he's he's done that time and again. I think he'd be okay. But honest to God, I I think there's about a one percent chance of him going to the Knicks. That's it. One percent. I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I, you think? What do you think the percentage that he's gonna stay with the Warriors? Dude, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think like where would he go? Like if if he went anywhere I, else, you I think? think? I think this season kind of is. I think what happens this season depends on it because I, I wrote, I wrote a piece of, like a couple weeks ago, um, for the Warriors talk, the blog, the blog I write for, um, and I basically said like, like yeah, okay, I understand why he would leave, but like at the same time, like. I'm thinking about it. Why would anyone want to leave the situation? Like he's going to get the money. They're going to pay him, right? He, the, the, the Warriors are the. As, yeah, why would he want to go to a losing situation? Yeah, exactly. Like he's he just he would have. Let's say they win this year, right? Even if he doesn't get Finals MVP, that's three. That's uh, three in a row. I mean, think about how many teams have won three in a row, right? The last team was the Lakers a long time ago, and then what? The Bulls did it. The, uh, I think the Lakers did it before them. There's only like maybe five or six teams ever that have won three in a row. And you're part of one of them, and you're the the best player. I mean, objectively, Steph is more important, um, and he's you know he's more important to the team and the culture and the whole environment. But Katie is unobjective, uh, or objectively, no, not whatever, whatever it is. He's clearly he's the most talented guy on the team. Like that's that's no question. Like he's you know he can he puts up twenty seven seven and seven in his sleep. Like he he jogs around and he it's you know he can dominate when he walks on the court, right? I agree. I agree. Dude, I, honestly, I I forgot what I was talking about. What, what were, I got really into, what, Kevin Durant. What, no, I mean like what, what, was, what was the specific question? Oh, about him playing in New York. Oh, that's right. Yeah, God, I, that was a long monologue. So um, speaking of uh, superstars in New York, like well, former superstars in New York. Mello. Carmelo Anthony's. He's uh looks like he's on his way out. Maybe uh, oh, you think he's gonna retire? Oh man. Oh, Mello. Uh, no, he's going to retire. Um, are you hear uh, what Tracy McGrady said? He said to retire? Yeah. At the, uh, I think I think McGrady, I think if he looks back on it, I think if he had the shot too, I think McGrady would go and ring chase. Like, So I, I think he's saying that, but I think he's saying that more to save face for his own decision than than, than to actually like recommend Mello. Cause, like, he should join the Warriors, bro. Ah no, he shouldn't. I don't think that's a good fit. I don't think we take him on. Um, nobody wants Carmelo, or nobody likes Carmelo anymore. It's, it's, it, here's the thing: is 
if he understood his role and he played his role, he would be a fucking fantastic $2 million like vet minimum role player. Like, are you kidding me? Like if he knew what he, what he needed to do, but he he doesn't know what he needs to do. He's 34 and he's still playing ball. Like he's 22. He still thinks that he can ISO ball his way to being like a, an all-star to a champion. Like you can't, it's, that's been proven. It's, it's not how you gotta, you gotta be a part of a team and you gotta really like understand your role and you gotta like adopt, adopt your role and adopt whatever, believe in the system right and that's i think that's been the issue is that's why he's jumping from team to team right now because he doesn't know his role like he doesn't know what he's doing like he he thinks he thinks he's still the number one option like no he's he's much better as a sixth man than he is as like a starting small forward like in, dude was it wasn't he coming off the bench in houston i maybe I mean, I, I, to be honest I, I wasn't paying attention much yeah, to his exactly i wasn't paying attention like i but at the same time well i, I think he was coming off the bench but at the same time, like he's kind of like becoming the scapegoat in a situation, or in this situation for Houston's like slow start, um, yeah, which I don't think is entirely fair because no, it's not fair at all. They lost like who? They lost PJ Tucker and Trevor Reza, like two really good defenders, right? But uh, now, now they're asking Melo to, you know, also, I guess they're not asking him, but also they knew exactly what they were getting with Melo. Like they, like you, you can't, you can't see what he's been doing. It's like, you know, that that's the that's the like kind of like I can change him idea, right? Like, oh, you know, like I know what he's doing, but you know, he'll be different this time. Like, no, he won't. He's gonna come onto the team, he's gonna hold the ball for too long, hit jab step like, you know, twenty times a possession and and take some really unwarranted like pull up jumpers. Like that's that's what he's gonna do. He's not gonna pass very much, not gonna try defensively. And he's just he's just gonna like try to ISO ball his way, like, you know, around the league and like the like they made the decision to get rid of Ariza and get rid of Tucker and get rid of these great defensive players, and I think their idea was like, all right, well, we didn't beat the Warriors, we got to fix it. But no, they didn't beat the Warriors because they missed twenty-seven straight threes in a row. They hit five of those threes, they win that game. Like that's well, that's all seven, right? Yeah, that's all they have to do because the Warriors only won by like ten points. All they have to do is hit a couple of those threes and they win. And they're blowing up the team like, oh, we got to do you know do whatever. Like no, you just. You just failed. Like just because you failed doesn't mean it wasn't working. It just means it didn't. You know, you didn't succeed that time. Like run it back, right? But they got mm-hmm. all like, oh, like you know, we gotta, we gotta switch it up. We gotta fix it, whatever. And then, and then they ruined the whole thing. And now the Rockets are in shambles. I think so. I don't I think. think they, I think they might be all right though. I think they're still a playoff team. I mean, I don't know. In the West, the West is deep, man. The Kings are like seven and three. The Grizzlies are looking good. The oh, you can't tell me the Kings are gonna, are gonna make the playoffs, huh? Don't tell me the Kings are gonna make the playoffs, though. I think they are. Really? After yeah. seven and three, I think the Kings and the Nuggets are both gonna make the playoffs. Well, the Nuggets are good. Yeah, I don't know we'll, about the Kings are still really young. So the, I mean, the Nuggets are too. I th- I think the Kings. I think I think De'Aaron Fox is the real deal. I think I think he is like. He's he's a fantastic player, and I think that they built enough of a foundation around him that you know I think they're going to have a good good enough start, and they're definitely going to struggle. But I think that they're they'll be good enough to to you know work through the struggle. Dude, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure Phil Jackson drafted Neil Aquina before Deer and Fox. <laughs> Neil Aquina, like Phil Jackson. I guess he plays good no. defense. I don't think no. Got- I, think, I think Fox was like the fifth pick, wasn't Neil? Uh, like seventh, yeah, uh, you're right. I don't. I I thought Fox was 
like drafted after him for some reason. Oh, he was he was because I'm I believe he was in Kentucky and he was pretty good. Yeah, he was the fifth pick. He look wasn't he like seventh or eighth? I think yeah, it was eighth. Dude, I still I still think that they should have drafted Porter this year and not um and not Knox. I think Porter. Well, I think I think he would have been the right pick. Because it's not like the, why is that? Well, because Porzingis is already hurt, right? It's not like they need to win now. Like they're not. You're not going to make the playoffs this year, and you know that, right? You understand that. I think they. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I think the right move would be to get Porter, let him, you know, heal, right? Let him mend his injury, just like what you know they're doing. Porzingis letting him heal, um, and then bring him in, bring him into the fold, because he is he's definitely obviously the most talented player. Um, maybe I don't know. Luka Doncic actually is super good. But a- well, I don't know because, like, obviously, with the injury, it's just like another huge question mark. Yeah, I know. I know Knox is a huge question mark too, but I guess their their vision is to like just get him on the court now and get yeah. him to. I mean, he's twenty years old, which I get. But at the same, I'm actually, time, watching right now, he just like, he just had a nice yeah. fast break layup. <laughs> at the same time, though, didn't they just draft a point guard? So like, I don't. I just like they're just gonna keep like stock, stock, yeah, they're just gonna keep stockpiling young guards until one like pans out. Like that's dude, I don't. That's not I don't know that way to, to like build it. I I mean I don't know. That's that's my my feeling was they should have drafted Porter. Um, I because he's you know, I, at the same time though back issues I can I can see why they wouldn't draft him because that's like for any athlete that is like the bane of your existence. Like you get it. Steve Kirk couldn't even coach with his back issues. Like you, uh-huh. you couldn't even sit, sit on the sideline and stand up and walk around. Like he missed half a season. So I I guess I get it, but. I think he was the, the most talented player, and I think for the Knicks, who are obviously in a rebuild, I think that would have been the best move. And oh, then, dude! Uh, by the way, sorry to go off topic, but oh, dude, dude um, we're all off topic. I'm here. Well, uh, I'm hearing just like some static or something. Are you like moving some stuff around around your computer? Um, my beard. Or is it on your is it on your lap? Yeah, it's on my lap. Are, are you in bed? No, no, I'm I'm sitting outside in a chair. Uh, is it better? I think what I think like when it's like you slightly like move it on your like lap, you could like it actually makes like a like a noise. No, but yeah, just FYI. Yeah, well, I picked it up. No, it's uh, it's it should be better now. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could cut this crap out anyway if you wanted to. I mean, you know, maybe yeah. <laughs> it's not even like good banter or anything. <laughs> I mean, it's important, you know. It, it show you know it'll show them the the uh, the production side of the Some technical difficulty the, but hey you know what it's, it's our first podcast we're uh, you know we're learning the ropes oh dude no we're doing a great job man. i think dude so do you know like like can we get on like apple Podcasts? like is that easy like oh, yeah, can no, you just like true. yeah well so i have the i have the picture um all you have to y'all have to do is you have to send them like a, a mp3 or whatever um submit it with the picture and then you know put all the information in and yeah oh we got some yeah. pictures Oh yeah, I figured I would just use the um, the one the one that Laura made or one of the ones. Mm-hmm. That Laura made. Yeah, exactly. It's super easy, like you know, and it, yeah, we could. Probably- so I, I I could basically send an MP3 of me like like farting for twenty minutes, and they would post it. You probably yeah. I mean, there's some <laughs> shitty podcasts on there right now. Some weird ass like dude, Alex Piscatelli has like has had several podcasts, and they're they're terrible. Like they're not very. Good. <laughs> hey, take it easy, man. She could be listening to our podcast. All right. <laughs> We'll just cut this out. It's fine. <laughs> oh, the banter was getting good, though. <laughs> I'm, you know, her podcasts are good, but but what I'm saying is like, you know, they were. I'm saying like, they were like what ten minutes, eight minutes recorded with like the um, the the little um, 
like you know your uh, iPhone like voice memos or whatever. Like I was in one of them. Like you know, there's not, I'm there's no regulation on it, right? Like, nice. like yeah, you could send in a one of just you farting for twenty minutes. And Here I, I got a mic. Caught, thanks caught to like, Kayvon. Yeah, caught like fart cast, and that they'd probably put it on. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, uh, we also have to like find a way to like maybe like have like people leave us voicemail questions or something like, I don't know, some way like somebody could interact with the show. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. We, that's, we could definitely do that. Um, just you know, we'll, we'll, but, we'll put our names and numbers out there, you know, leaving questions, some, some, yeah, mail, anyway. a mailbag segment. <laughs> I love yeah. a little mailbag segment. We can figure it out. We could figure it out. You're right. But so, anyway, I wanted to ask you now um, that we're still on the NBA. Did you, yeah. did you see a Karis Levert's injury? Oh, yeah. I watched it a couple times. Oh, man. I, can't, I don't know what it is about those injuries, but some people are like, I can't see it. I'm like, dude, I have to see it. I, I, I know. I have to watch. Just because I have to at least see what it looks like. It's like FOMO, right? It's like I don't want to you know, miss out. I don't care if it's like a disgusting leg injury. Like, do you remember the um, – a couple? I think it was Kevin Ware, the Louisville like guard? Yeah. I watched that. Well, first of all, I watched it um, on my grandpa's TV, his like 70-inch TV. So I saw it happen. That's about as bad as it gets. Dude, I, but I remember what, I, I think I've watched it like at least like 10 times after the fact. Either like showing people or just like, hmm. Sometimes I'm sitting around. I'm like, yo, I remember Kevin where like, was it really that bad? And then I'll watch it be like, yeah, it was that bad. And then I'll watch like a replay. Like I, I don't know what it, I just can't keep my eyes away. But that was, that was, that was disgusting. Luckily, he doesn't need surgery. Did – uh. He might be back like in a couple months, but like that was Kevin Ware. He's uh, you think he'd still be out? No, 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 no. Uh, Levert, Levert. Oh, uh, uh, oh, yeah, dude. So apparently it was just a dislocation. He yeah. he's like on schedule to be back before the end of the season, which I think is great news. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. Yeah, like that's because it looked like it looked like he like just broke all of his bones, like that that like in his leg. Like that was that was nasty. Like, I'm just. You I'm could like see him like just like fly. It was just like flailing around. Oh god. <laughs> he like uh you know he came down on it. Yeah. And then he like looked down at it, and then you could see him kind of like like recline yeah. back with, and just like like oh my god like what did I just see like my foot's yeah. going in the wrong direction like. Well, anytime that like the opposing team is like praying, you know that it's just disgusting. Oh, yeah, everyone's crying and shit. Yeah, I mean, because there's like – I remember when Russell uh, Westbrook, when he went down like a couple weeks ago with his with his injury, he like freaked out immediately. He was like, oh, my – he screamed. He's like, ow, like, fuck, like that hurt. Mm-hmm. And Levert, I think he was in a state of shock. Levert like was just – I think it was so like gruesome. He just looked at it and was like, oh, shit. Like that's – He had that look on his face like, oh, my God, everything I've like worked for in my yeah, life. Like exactly. That whole like, dude, like this is not good face. Not even like, oh, this is like uh, – this hurts. It's – I think it was beyond this hurts. It was like this is like this this is like yeah. This is like seriously fucked. <laughs> yeah, like that was like I think we were talking about the Livingston injury. Like that kind of reminded me of that. Like the the way his, his leg bent. Like you see that a couple times a year. Like what Hayward last year. Like it was just oh my god. He was oh, yeah. good too. Like Brooklyn in the East, they they may have been a playoff team. Like with him, like the way they were playing, I I'm, I don't I'm not saying they would be, but like they were you know. They were in contention to be one of the top eight teams in the East. Considering speaking how- of uh, potential playoff teams in the East, Ooh. I actually wanted to. Yeah, how about that transition? The Knicks are not. The Knicks are not making the playoffs. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, dude. Um, You're gonna ask. So me. no, the 76ers acquired Jimmy Butler. They beat Jimmy buckets. And I was wondering, 
in my opinion, I think this kind of puts him up in, you know, in the territory of like the, potentially the territory of like Toronto and like the other like top teams in the East. I don't know what, if, what were your thoughts. If Fultz can figure out his shot. Oh my God. Okay. And I, I have, I have my whole thing about that. If Fultz can get his shot, like any kind of figured out, they are a dangerous team because I don't think they're going to have an issue. I think, I think, uh, Jimmy is more similar of a player to Embiid than he was to Towns and Wiggins. Um, I think he had an issue with what everyone else had an issue with is that they're kind of not, not only are they not very thick skinned, but I don't think they're very, like, I don't think they try very hard. I think they kind of, they're, they're the. They don't care about winning as much as Jimmy Butler does. Yeah, I think they're, they're more like rest on their laurels kind of guys. Like, oh, like we've been, you know, they're like, we've been good our whole lives. You know, like I'm not, you know, they're both number one picks. Like, you know, and Jimmy was like what a, a late first round pick, so he he understands like you know the grind and what it takes. And I don't think, I think I think that's where they clashed. Um, I think they're a top three team, definitely. Um, I don't know how to rate the East. Yeah, you you gotta see how they gel first. Yeah. I feel like because like Toronto's good, Boston is the best team. I think it's gonna take them time to figure it out. But you know, Hayward and Irving missed most of last season, so they're they're just getting back. But I think they're the best team, definitely. Um, I think their best player is Tatum. I've said that uh, several times this year. Actually, I think so better than Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I think I think Tatum is is a future Hall of Famer. Um, Kyrie might be too, but I think I think Tatum like he's got he's got it. Like some guy, you can just you can just tell like he's he's got it. Which is funny because what he was the the number three pick, and Fultz was the one the number one. Um, but yeah, I think Boston, Toronto. Uh, the 76ers and the Bucks are all in contention. Oh, I forgot. I always forget about the Bucks. I knew there was one more I was forgetting I about. A lot of people do. They're so good, though. They are They are gelling. They Oh, God. I'm like – Giannis is a madman. Dude, he he reached him – and, him and Davis both, like the same year, finally kind of like reached the – kind of broke through the glass ceiling. Like AD has been good for a long time, but like him and Giannis both like almost simultaneously like just, you know, they're – like they're you can't guard him. Like there's no there's no stopping him, right? So it's like you think they could guard each other, dude. That'd be a f- I'd watch that. That'd be like dude, <laughs> he just simply is like a one on one game. Like I would I would watch the fuck out of that. One on one, dude. That'd be so. That'd be like I feel like you're not gonna get like inside on either of them because both of them can block. Like they can you know they can reach. Like I, that would be a good game, but uh, yeah, like I said, I think in the East, I think if Fultz can figure out his shot, the Sixers are good. Um, I think they could even challenge the Raptors. Um, but I mean, it's the Celtics division or conference to lose. Um, in my true, opinion. they're just you Dude, know. So, so speaking of Fultz and his shot, like, did you hear about how he, um, him and his like shooting coach, like, like parted ways or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I really, it's it's like a weird. It's obviously not a good sign, but no. I, but I don't know whether like that was from him or from his shooting coach. Because it came out like immediately after that shit happened, my first thought was thank God because whatever the hell after what happened doing uh, the that the free throw the like uh-huh. back free yeah. throw where like it was just disgusting like it was hard to watch like, that was really bad. I'm a ter- I'm not a great basketball player and like I could shoot a better free throw than that. Like it's it's, but I think it's indicative of like you know sometimes we we lose sight of the fact that these guys are you know, 19, 20 years old when they come to the league. He's 20 years old, right? Like, imagine the pressure of, you know, having every time that you step on the court, every time that you step to the line, 
not only is everybody in the court's eyes on you or everybody in the stadium, uh, their eyes are on you, but like also, you know, everyone like around America, social media everywhere is looking to see how you're doing. Right. That would get in anyone's head. Like, especially, you know, if you get injured and have the issues that he's had, like it's, it's very indicative of like the, the mental, the mental part of the game. The fact that it's at this level, like, you know, they're all super athletic and that's why they're there is because they're all so athletic, but I just want to know what happened because part. dude, I don't know, man. It's, but it's, it's a fragile, fragile situation. Like seriously, like this dude, like you can just see, you see the look on his face. You're yeah, just like, exactly. that's like, his kid looks lost. That's what I'm saying is like, it can, you know, you miss a season. You had, you know, he had back issues or shoulder issues, whatever he had. And then he tries to re- rework his shot and, you know, it doesn't matter how hard you work. If you're not in the right mental space, like it's, it's, you're fucked. Like you, you're, it's not going to work. And right now it's just not working for him, which is so sad because I mean, I don't think he's as good as Tatum, but he could be better than ball. Like you saw, you know, you even see Mm -hmm. like he's, he could be like a Derrick Rose, like type. I mean, you can see his college highlights too. This guy's ridiculous. He's so like, he's really good. Like, but like any, every time that he shoots a three, it's going to get worse. Like every time that he shoots a jumper, even if it goes in, it's, it's going to like, it's going to, it's going to snowball. Like they need the to- fact that Philly like sarcastically cheers when he makes a three. It doesn't help yeah. either. I don't think exactly like it's one of those things. Like they just kind of need to like, it's because it's talked about so much. Like it's, you know, if, if everyone, if like they ignored it and we're just like, all right, like, you know, it's fine. You know, you, but they talk about it and it's talked about. And, you know, he's obviously thinking about it every time he steps on the court. Like it's, it's the Ooh. yips, like, you know, cause you don't Sorry, I just saw- for like 15 years and like just suddenly, you know, you can't shoot anymore. Like, no, it's, it's, it's a mental thing. Like, you know, like, like Ian Kinsler um, in the, in the world series, that terrible throw to second. Like that's, it's, you know, he knows how to throw to second. Like he's a, he's a gold glove, all-star second baseman, but in that, about the 18 inning game. Yeah. In that pressure situation, like you can mess up. Maybe it's physical, but it looked pretty mental to me. It looked like he was just trying to rush it. He was like, oh, shit, like, you know, we got to get this off. Got to get this off. World Series, World Series. And, you know, he just he airmailed the throw. And Fultz is in the same the same mind space. Every time he goes up, he's like, I got to make this. I got to make this. And then he's like, I don't know how to, you know, I got to fix my shot. Should I, like, square up more? I don't know. And then all of a sudden, he's clamming up. And, you know, and as somebody who, like, lives inside of their own head, like, I understand where, you know, where – like where he's at, like really, I do like, I, and people, you know, people like coming, coming for him, being like, dude, he can't shoot, and like making fun of it is not helping the situation at all. Yeah, I could tell when I used to play in basketball and I was talking shit about your jump shot. You know, definitely, I, uh, you could tell it got in your head. You know. Oh yeah, and then I, and then I'll rain down like four in a row on you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You have very convenient memory there, Zach. You know, I remember. I remember what I need to remember. Um. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I definitely, I definitely think. Um, the Sixers have the talent to win the East. Oh. It all depends on Fultz, like you said, and how they gel with Butler. Dude, I, I feel like I feel like Embiid and Simmons are more. They just strike me as more like people that Butler would gel with, as opposed yeah. to Wiggins and Towns. Yeah, Wiggins, for whatever reason, I don't know why. I don't. I just. I don't like Wiggins. Like I. I. You know. I. I. For. I just. I just don't like. He just doesn't. He. He doesn't seem like a very good like. Not a very good, not necessarily a bad teammate, but he doesn't seem like a guy that I would enjoy playing with because he doesn't try on defense. And like most of the time, when he when he takes a shot, he just kind of like, you know, 
jogs up the court, pulls up from like 30 feet, but you know, he's, he's not like he's, that's his shot. Right. It seems like he doesn't, like I said, he kind of rests on his laurels, like what he knows he can do instead of really like attacking. Um, but with Simmons, he also needs to figure out how to shoot. I don't know how the, the Sixers ended up drafting guys number one overall who can't shoot, but here they are yeah, with like two of their Simmons has that talent though. Where like you, it's kind of hard to pass up. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, Fultz did too. Like that's the thing is, they're both. I wouldn't say they're can't miss prospects, but they're pretty damn close. And that just shows well, Fultz was supposed to be able to shoot. That, that's what I'm saying. Is like it's it's so you know when you're Simmons, like you kind of knew like he wasn't like the best shooter. Yeah, but like when you're drafting 18 year olds, 19 year olds, it's fragile. Like you know you you, you think about it. Being, these guys because they're so talented. You think about them being like kind of indestructible. You know, you think about them being like put them on this mantle, but we're all fucking people, right? Like, you know, we all have shortcomings and with Fultz, it's just, it's kind of spiraling out of control, which is kind of sad to see. Um, but yeah, like you said, the East is super wide open. Um, like Celtics, Raptors, Sixers, Bucks. Um, but you know, I want to, I want to talk about, I want to see, I want to know what you see from the Knicks, man. I want to, I want to know what's your, what's your take on Fizdale. And, uh, you know, you, you think he's going to work out. You think, you think he's, he was the right hire. You think he's the well? I could I could tell you what I see from the Knicks right now. I like I said, I was watching that game. Um, they're on their way to a very sound defeat from the uh, OKC Thunder. Nice. Um, what's the score? One twenty six to one hundred one. Um, I don't. That's, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Westbrookless Thunder. That's that's a rough one. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't been paying much attention to the season. Obviously, like I check every score. Um, I just threw the game on because I just saw it was on. I like Fizdale a lot. He seems like he he's kind of he kind of wants to be everybody's best friend. He kind of seems like a very personable, like yeah. down to earth kind of guy. Um, we were talking about the Porzingis thing earlier. Yeah. Um, I don't. So Porzingis, for, for all of our listeners out there, Porzingis obviously is recovering from his ACL injury, and. I guess Fizdale was asked pre-game on Porzingis' status, and he said, "Oh, he's doing good. He's he's not sprinting yet." Yada yada yada. And then Kristaps Porzingis decided instead of privately addressing this with his coach, Instant, okay, the next baby. official one twenty-eight to one hundred three. That's a fat L. Took uh, to Instagram, which, as you know, has has always been the right decision. Has never gone sour. An athlete, you know, making a statement on Instagram. And, and I don't know if you knew this, but when Fizdale first got hired, he flew out to Latvia to go like meet Porzingis and like I, I hang out with him. That. Yeah, I read that in the story. Like that's that's a a good guy move, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and I don't know if Porzingis meant it or not, but you know you're kind of like undercutting your coach. You're kind of like making him look bad. Like you know maybe he doesn't know stuff like that, but. I don't know this and uh, him him skipping the exit meetings a couple years ago with with Phil Jackson. I don't know, like things like this just make me think he's kind of like a diva. <laughs> I know you said yesterday, like it's kind of a douche move. Like, yeah, I kind of agree. It is. But again, at the same time, this kind of plays into a whole like social media, like not saying that players have not, haven't been douches before, like magic or Michael Jordan was probably like the, you know, he was a huge asshole. Like you saw the thing with like him and AI, right. Where he literally said like, 
Like, like, hey, motherfucker or something. Yeah, like, he called him a bitch or whatever the hell he did. Like, that's... I, I just saw that, actually, like, just today. Yeah, like, you know, no, players haven't been assholes before, which I think is... I, I think that's that's what separates MJ from everyone else was, like, his competitive spirit. Like, and I, this, is a, this is a whole other discussion, but I think that's that's the reason that he'll, in my mind, LeBron will never pass MJ because he just doesn't have, like, that 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 extra fire. Like, LeBron doesn't have that. And that's also part of the reason why he's good in his own way. He's, you know, he's the whole family man thing and whatever, but like, he's never going to have that extra like spirit, like, you know, just like wanting to score that extra point. Cause fuck you. Right. Like that's, that's what MJ had, uh-huh. but that's, that's beyond the point. Like, you know, as like a 22, 23 year old superstar, you're, you're, you're going to kind of want. Well, wait, wait, hold on. Let me stop you there. Stop. Do you really think he's, do you think he's a superstar yet? Cause I was going to say like, um, he's obviously really talented. He's obviously has all the all the potential in the world, but like at the end of the day, like he hasn't proven anything, in my opinion. I mean, um, he's had some good runs that like make you excited, but like the reality is, he hasn't been able to stay on the court. He hasn't been consistent when he is healthy. I don't know. I think I think he is. Um, that's purely, you know, he's he's just so good. Like there's, you know, he's not. You're not gonna. I'm not gonna say he has a lot of potential because he's shown what his, you know, how he can play. Um, I think I think uh-huh. he's, I think he's a superstar. Um, he's played. I don't know. I think that's a little premature. But like, obviously, like New York hypes him up as as the superstar, and I think he should be our superstar. But I, oh, I've seen enough. Like, I mean, yeah. But again, you know, with what, what's he what's he nursing now? Knee, ankle. Oh, it's a well, it's an ACL. Oh, he tore it. Yeah, remember? Ow, kind of. Yeah, so he's gonna. He's going to be back. He might miss the whole season, but he's, if if he comes back, it's like really late in the season. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see a point in bringing him back at all. Um, well, I mean, I I could see. Well, how's this? If he comes back with like a month left, he shows that he can be a superstar. You know, he shows that he's fine after the ACL injury. Um, Fisdale, you know, is, is a very likable guy around the league. I think that could attract free agents, and I think. You know, like if he if Porzingis could show that he's he's capable of returning to that level, you know what I mean? I mean, I think you know you talked about KD with the Knicks. I think, like I said, one percent chance, but that one percent is like they, you know, Kevin Knox like emerges as a young a young playmaker. Kristaps um, comes back and he's you know he says he's healthy and they they make the push with the idea that like all right, KD, you're you're coming into a situation where. We have a lot of talent, but you're still the guy. You know, you're still the 30 year old. Not only that, but you can, you know, you can kind of usher in like this other player who is very similar to you, but you are better than, right? Because I feel like, you know, I know he loves playing with Steph. And as far as a one two punch offensively, there's never been a better combo in the history of the league. Um, And I, I, you know, you could argue against it, but I I think that'd be a really hard point to argue. but, you know, with Kristaps, it's more like he's still emerging and, you know, he's – and Katie is clearly like, you know, he's clearly the the gunner there, you know. Um, well, he's the guy, yeah. Like, you know, he's supposed to be the guy. I hope he is the guy, but yeah, he needs to stay healthy, man. I mean, remember that's always been a concern about his, his like kind of lanky frame. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 I was saying that yesterday too. Like it's that's, – that's, that's always a concern. I mean, remember Yao Ming? He was great, but his career got cut short because his foot – like there was, mm-hmm. there was so much pressure put on his foot because he was like seven three and weighed like you know two hundred fifty pounds. Like, and, that, and like you said with Fultz too, like yeah, like it, it could be a huge mental like setback too. Like 
maybe Porzingis is, is scared to go up for a dunk like that or he's scared to jump for a rebound. You know what I mean? He never ha- – he's never uh, kind of shown to be that kind of – he's never come off to me as as a fearful kind of guy. Like that's that doesn't – you know, I think some, some players' psyches are a little like – can be a little t- – Fragile. Yeah. Um, and Fultz is one. Um, but I've never – I mean, you you remember that his whole thing with with uh, remember Jen Stetler? Like he's he's a shooter, right? Like he's that's you know oh, yeah. he's like that that you know that that's very indicative. Like he's he's gonna. I don't think he's very fearful. Um, he's you know I don't think he is. But he's also cocky, and you could tell exactly. That's but again, you know, as a twenty, but like not in a good way. In my opinion. When you get the attention that he does, especially in a city like New York. Like you can, you can already tell. Like you know, Kuzma is 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 kind of the, in the, the same way, and Lonzo. Like you know, they're they're like, oh, so we're superstars in LA. You know, like we may not be, you know, our team may not be great, but you know, we get we get all the talk. Like you know, everyone loves us. That that whole thing. I think I think Kristaps is in the same same like boat. Like you know, I mean, imagine being a twenty twenty one year old superstar basketball player, all eyes on you on you, and like you know, one of the biggest markets in the world. You're gonna you're gonna turn into you know. You're gonna kind of be a dick about it, like fuck. I, I would, shit. Like, you kidding me? Um, dude, we've talked almost an hour about basketball. Dude, I mean, there's it's there's a lot. That's to, yo, I, lot I miss basketball. Unpack. Dude, there's a lot to unpack, man. We haven't, you know, we haven't we haven't talked about this this stuff in like you know six months. It's been six months since we graduated. You know that? It's a good time. Yeah, six months. I know. Don't mind me. Six months yesterday since I graduated college. You know what that means? Jeez. It's loan time, baby. <laughs> loan repayment time get that get that auto withdrawal right there that's what it's about dude so so how long do you think we should make these podcasts like an hour dude I, again i mean yeah an hour i don't know i think it's um because i feel like somebody would get intimidated by like a hour and a half long podcast you know um, what I, mean? I guess yeah um but then I mean, again we the the world is our oyster we could talk well, for I, seven I, hours i mean i think i think the first this one is very much just like kind of a you know like a test the waters, waters. kind of one. Yeah. Um, I think I think we'll you know, and as time goes on, we'll develop, you know, we'll be able to come up with little segments and things that kind of cut it down. But I think this one is just like, you know, like we're here, you know, we're we're you know, sipping on some beers. You know, I was eating some Oh, I should have grabbed a beer before this. Dude, I know I, right. I I wish I brought out a second one. I wish I'd gone to the bathroom too, because like I gotta go now. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I don't wanna I don't want the <laughs> I don't want there to be a little scene in the podcast of me just, you know, pissing. Like that's <laughs> that's not good news. Uh, Sorry, we could. Well, I just wanted to talk. There's some stuff going around on uh, about the NFL. Oh, dude. Oh, I, but I, I'm, think, I'm thinking we we wrap this up around an hour, an hour five. You thinking? I mean, I I think that's a good. I think that's a good good time. Like, yeah, we can get some NFL. Another 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I think it's. I mean, you know, we'll, we. I th- I think that's a good a good time limit. I, I, so, I think so obviously more than an hour is a little is a, like you said a little intimidating. A little much. I mean, I mean, it's all good. I'm sure you could chop it up, but exactly. Yeah. Uh, so obviously the big news going around, I think it broke either today or yesterday is Bell. that, uh, Le'Veon Bell has decided to, uh, forego the season in, in the midst of his contract disputes. And obviously the Steelers, they don't feel too Good. happy about him yeah. going through his locker. Yeah. I don't know what. What are your thoughts on that? Obviously, Connor is, has stepped up yeah. and produced on a Le'Veon Bell level. Well, they didn't before. Um, I mean, early in the season, even like some of the the offensive linemen were like, "Dude, like, what are you doing?" They like they spoke openly, which I thought was really weird. Like at that at that point, I was still taking Bell's side. Um, I think what happened with him was he reached the point of no return. 
I think around week seven, week eight, after the bye week, it was almost like, all right, like you're, you know, you're making your point, but like there's no point in coming back, right? Like, yeah, th- I think the only, the the only thing that would, that would draw them back would be like, all right, well, the Steelers, you know, like imagine if they if they win a title this year with Connor instead of Bell. I don't think they would, but the talent they have offensively, I think they they could contend for it. Like, I think it might be the Saints here. Oh yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm on the Saints bandwagon. I think Breeze and <laughs> um, uh, MVP. Um, I think like after week three, week four, I think my dad. I remember my dad just sprung this on me. He's like, "So who's gonna win the Super Bowl this year?" I was like, "Shit, I don't know." And I thought about it. I, I was like, I said, I said around week three, week four, I was like, "It's gonna be Rams Chiefs." Um, and I've stuck to that until like maybe two Saints Chiefs. Yeah, I think Saints Chiefs. I think the the Pats are. I think I think the whole. Like Brady, Belichick, Super Bowl. I think it's. I think last year was the last one. Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> Me too, man. Just for this, <laughs> I just, I'm sick of it. I mean, they. Could, I think they're going to make the AFC Championship again. Um, I mean, I hope not. I hope the Steelers beat them, but I think they're going to. Um, but I think it's going to be Chiefs, uh, Saints, hopefully. But I don't know, Bell. Yeah, I, I think he reached the point of no return. Um, and I think after that, it was it was like you know you're not going to come back. You're clearly not going to come back for the money. Um, and at that point, you know, you don't want to come back and get injured and lose your chance yep. to win to get more money. Um, the whole thing is weird. Again, it's it's, it's not a good look for Bell. I, no, I don't think. It, it, but it, it, this, this went completely like the opposite way but, it was supposed to go. For him. But you remember what happened with Kawhi, right? It's very similar to that. And this is that he's holding out, and he's like, I don't want to play. I don't want to get you know, I don't get injured, whatever. And he ended up fine, and everyone loves him again. I think when you're talented enough, like Bell is, nobody gives a shit, right? Yeah, winning's the best deodorant. But also, you know, when you're when you're talking about running backs, like you don't want to lose a year, right? Like a running back, it's it's you know clearly shown like running backs will, unless you're Frank Gore, or Adrian Peterson, or like Emmett Smith, running backs generally don't make it past thirty, thirty-one. Well, yeah. So I was going to ask you about that. So I, I think there's two ways you could think about that. Um. So I th- that was my first thought initially. Oh, like this guy hasn't played in a year. Yeah. Like, well, that they could kind of say that about Kaepernick too, but it's different because he's a quarterback. Like, oh, he's he's getting old and he hasn't played in multiple oh, years and now. The excuse they have about Kaepernick is bullshit. When you know the Jets are starting Josh McCown, like I'm sorry, there's no there's no excuse. Well, anyway, we can get to that. But uh, what I was gonna say was, do you? Th- oh my God, Wiggins just had a huge dunk. <laughs> sorry. Like I said, like. As an athlete, um, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, for running back, my initial thought was, oh, he hasn't played in a year. This could hurt him. But then I guess the other side of the coin is, he's oh, he's like rested yeah. up for yeah. a year. Like, yeah, it's almost like, I guess, like uh, he's kind of, he hasn't like put that mileage on his body for lack of a better term. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's so like I, I feel like maybe if if you think about it that way, like that could. I don't know. That's I guess that's the optimistic way of looking at it. But I th- the thing is, I think he was gonna get his money either way, um, and I completely understand why he did it. Right? It's a statement. It's saying, it's it's a it's um and it's it's kind of an investment in yourself. It's saying I'm worth enough money where if you're not gonna give me the money that I that I want and I deserve, I'm not gonna play. And I think uh, like I same thing with the KD. Right? This is a whole like this kind of shit you could never pull. Like you know, actually, well, that's not entirely true. John Elway did it. Um, you know, 20, 30 years ago, but for free agents, like, you know, you really, you didn't have much kind of control. And in this situation, 
I think if if um, if they didn't have James Conner, I think it'd be a different story. I think they would have renegotiated something, 100%. brought Bell back. But like with Conner's emergence, and he's been better than Bell, honestly. Like it's he's not he's not as talented, but he he has performed like better. Um, Bell's a better runner, and I think he's a better running back. But Conner's been so good. I think they just were like, we don't need him. Like okay, yeah, yeah, you know, you could come back. Um, and I kind of I'm I I'm with. I'm with the idea of like Bell sticking to it, right? Sticking to his guns, saying like I'm not going to come back for you know any reason, um, and I I respect that. Although I don't think I respect him, you know, just avoiding his teammates completely. I think that's a little. Well, kind of yeah, it kind of just shows that childish, he's like yeah, a little childish, a little like. It shows that he's he's me over the team at the end of the exactly, day. Exactly, yeah, and I think um, I think that's another thing. Like, um, it's it's kind of this is very like, um you're looking at it from, you know, there's really two point of views. It's like, all right, as a player, like you have to understand, like, you know, for these guys with, they could one play in their career could be over. Right. So you have to get the money you can, you have to get the time you can, you have to be safe. That was like Vontae Davis, right? He decided I'm done. I'm over it. I'm going to retire. <laughs> and he was done. I completely supported this decision. There were players who like in the middle of a game, that though. way. Again, when you decide that it's over, like, it's over, right? Especially in a, in a sport where you develop CTE at the rate that they do. When you have a family and stuff. Just, you think he just took a big hit and was like, all right, That's dude. what I'm saying. Like, he might have just took a hit and been like, dude, like, you know, you do something like that and you think about your kids and you're like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be like 50 years old and just be, you know. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Like, look at Steve McNair, you know, um, Junior Sayer. Like, these guys, they retire and they do some, like, some really weird shit happens in their brains, right? You don't want that to happen. So I, that, that's the kind of thing I respect. And I, I think in, in football, I'm, I'm absolutely for, you know, players taking charge and players, considering how shitty owners are, players, you know, uh, investing in themselves and players being more about me than they are about the team. Um, I think it rubs off wrong on the, on the other players. And I think that's a shitty situation. And he obviously cut ties with the team. But again, like if, if you don't think that, you know, if you don't want to risk your body and your, and your, you know, your, your mind and whatever for $15 million and you think you're worth more, fucking go get, you know, go get the 25 million. I think he'll get the money. I don't know how long of a contract. I don't know if, I think his time might be done in Pittsburgh though. Oh no. Yeah. He's not. Well, and they're, they're paying Connor much less and they're getting the same return, if not better. So I think he'll go somewhere else. I'm hoping he comes to, to San Francisco. Dude, imagine. Do, him. Do, you think, do you think this says some, do you think the fact that Connor is going off do you think that says something about like, oh, this might be like a system thing as opposed to uh, Le'Veon Bell actually being a huge like superstar? No, no, um, because it's you know you can you can see the talent, right? Like it's the same thing with Connor. Like he's good. Like there's a reason they drafted him in what like the second round, right? Like we're, we're around mm-hmm. when we drafted Bell. There's certain guys that you can see the talent. Same thing with Zeke, um, and with like you know David Johnson. Like it doesn't you know, I th- I think the system does benefit running backs but i don't think that you could just stick any running back in there and, and it would work for him right like i think you need to kind of like he's you know you, he's a great a great running back um it seemed like he was being shady about this whole thing too like i heard yeah. this cut oh, yeah. from uh they're yeah. asking ben Roth, roethlisberger about it he was like yeah i texted him and i was like hey i hope you show up today blah 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 but like i don't want to talk about it anymore and they're like did he answer you it's like he said no <laughs> so it's it, like dude that's that's like the one guy, like besides your coach, that yeah. you probably think you would answer. Yeah, it's it very very similar to the to the Kawhi thing, like you know, just just evading evading coaches, just holding out, you know, not really 
giving any information. And it's been the whole uh-huh. year. It's it's always been like, you know, like these sources coming out. Like again, this is this is why I don't I never trust sources. You know, I never especially like, you know, like I don't trust that any sources really in this whole like warriors thing. Um like I'm I'm gonna take it all with a grain of salt because this it there were like three different reports this year from Adam Schefter that like sources say, you know, LaBelle's gonna come back. Like he didn't like who the fuck were your sources like who the hell were you talking to? like i think i think it's you know guys are taking advantage of it but it's the whole thing is just it's it's strange um but again i'm i'm on team like if you know i i support i support the decision um i mean yeah it's shitty for his teammates and you know it's 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 crappy um you know when you have guys relying on you um and you let them down but at the same time like i think this this was less of a uh a statement to his teammates and less like, you know, and more of like a fuck you to the owners, which I wholeheartedly always support sticking it to billionaires who, um, you know, won't fork up an extra $10 million a year because they want to save their overhead. Like, no, are you like, you don't need the money. Come on. Like, that's, you know, that I, I support that. Sa- same thing with the, 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 um, Raiders and Khalil Mack, like Jesus Christ. I have, I have a, um, I'm very curious what your take is. Cause I've I've thought about this. I want to know who do you think is the worst team in the NFL? Speaking of the Raiders, who do you um, think is the worst team? Give me give me like your your bottom because we've kind of talked about the top and we're both on the Saints bandwagon. Give me your bottom five NFL teams because I, um, I know we're both going to be on there. We're- in no specific order, you got to put the Jets and the Bills down there. <laughs> Dude, I'm so pissed. I dude, I'm so mad. I started the Jets defense. Me too. I think you did too. Yeah, they gave me like negative six points. You know, yep. I was they like they 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 were like a top ten defense this year, playing against the worst, um, the worst offense and like their third string quarterback, and they give up forty one points. Like what? That's some what is that? That's something bullshit? I want to talk about in a sec. But what is that bullshit? Um, I'd put the Bills, the Jets. You got to put the Cardinals down there too. Yeah, the Raiders. I think the Raiders are the worst team. Yeah, I think that's that's without question. Um, and then I guess the Niners. Are you, they lost to the Giants. That, okay. I feel like the Giants, Giants and the Niners are, could both be here in there too. Here's the thing: the Niners, talent wise, should be in the top half of the NFL. Like that's I I don't think like they they are stacked. Like they are a great team, great coach, but for whatever reason, they cannot. And this has been the case. It's you know like four games health. now. No, well, health, yeah, but like four different times now they've lost to a team because they have like given up um, a touchdown or a field goal on the opponent's final drive. Happening against the Packers, happening against the Cardinals, happening against the Giants. It's three times, and they've also like and against the Chargers. The last so their, the last their defense the isn't very close. Yeah, like the what was it? And twice, twice it happened on prime time. But like they just they can't the defense for whatever reason. Like they'll play okay for. Did it happen yesterday too, or on Monday? Yeah, they'll play okay for most of the game, and then they'll just let like a you know, like it's not like Eli and the offense are great. Like Eli's not a good quarterback, but there was like a there was a, a defensive holding, and there was like a defensive pass interference, and then they just let him drive down the field and score a touchdown with fifty seconds left. Like they were up the whole game. Happening against the Packers too, you know they were up. The Packers scored a couple touchdowns, um, and then all of a sudden they drove down the field and Mason Crosby kicked a field goal against the Cardinals too. A couple weeks ago, they they were up, 
Uh, oh, yeah. They, they They're forced, one win. Yeah. They, they, they forced a t- – They have a couple wins. They've won twice against the Niners. Their two wins, I think, are both against the Niners. Oh, my God. Although they'll get another one against the Raiders this week. The Raiders are just – God, John Gruden, what – Possibly the worst hire in the history of, of the NFL. Oh, my God. $100 million for that? Jesus. Um, <laughs> but it was the same thing. Josh Rosen, a rookie quarterback, in like his third start, they let him they, – uh, they forced a turnover, got like a pick or something, and then they punted it back, and he drove it on the field and threw a touchdown. Like every single game, um, which is, sucks. Like it's so sad because they could be so good. I mean, not saying they'd be a playoff team, but they could be an 8-8, eight and eight, like 9-7 and seven team if they would just be able to – stop the opposing quarterback on the final drive but yeah at what two and eight now two and seven like they're 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 a bottom five team them i i got off on a tangent because this is it's been pissing me off for like <laughs> i swear no i swear to god like six weeks now it's been like dude this is this is terrible it's so hard to watch i think we're in draft pick mode now me and you oh well i mean i i was after jimmy g got hurt i was automatic i was like all right well you know let's go get these draft picks i hope they like i mean they have great running backs but I would I would get Bell. Um I would I would pay the shell out the money. I would get Bell. They have the cap space. Um and then I hope they get like I'm they're not gonna get Bosa, but like I would love to get like Oliver or something, like, you know, sure up sure up that defensive line or get some guy from Alabama, whoever the hell the guy is. Um but yeah, definitely them, the Raiders, um the Cardinals, the Jets. I don't know. I the Jets the Jets are kind of in the same boat. Like they should be better. Like the Jets, like they have the talent, they should be better. They should be. Like they should be better than the Bills. Like they shouldn't allow to forty one points. Like I don't know what's going on. Um I think they well, should I think they're I think their team completely Oh wow, I hear a really bad echo. <laughs> I think they should fire um, I, th- I think they should fire Todd Bowles. I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think it's uh, Yeah, I think they're gonna they said geez, this echo's bad. Maybe we should just wrap this up. I mean, we're at like 105, but yeah, get 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 out, whatever you. Want. All right, all right. Um, yeah, they're not gonna fire Todd Bowles before the end of the season. They actually said that, which I think is the right move too. You got to see yeah, it, yeah, see it through, yeah, Todd yeah. Bowles. Yeah, you know, see the season through, but then can't. But yeah, I think he's a lame duck for sure. 100. percent And like uh, Jamal Adams, actually, this week he keeps talking about how he loves his coach. He loves his coach, but he kind of like keeps inadvertently throwing him under the bus. <laughs> he has his weekly spot, I think, on like Mike Francesa or something. But he defended Todd Bowles. He was like, oh, we just didn't execute, blah, blah, blah. Like, But then he said we weren't prepared for um, – what's his name? Matt Barkley. Yeah. He's like, we were prepared for Josh Allen. Yeah. We figured Josh Allen would be in there. <laughs> and, like, right there you're just like, well, okay. That, like, yeah, that's a total, like, coach. Like, you got to – you know, like, what, what, like that's, that's the coach's job. But it wasn't on purpose. You could tell. Like, it was just – he was just talking. And it's just like, oh, okay, that's not a good look for Bowles. <laughs> well, I – he's – and like same thing with Baker Mayfield. Remember they had no game plan for him, and Jamal Adams said that too. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't think. I think I think the first one was a bad move. The second one was weird though, because like Josh, they even said like a couple days before, like yeah, like Josh Allen isn't going to start. Like you know, I. I but it, is, it doesn't matter. Like Matt Barkley isn't good enough that you shouldn't allow forty-one points. I don't care if you're if you're ready for him or not. Like you should never give up forty-one points. To the Bills, like whoever the fuck the quarterback is, I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I'm not gonna <laughs> give up forty-one points to the Bills. Are you kidding me? Like they're terrible. That's a I agree. Team, and it fucked up my fantasy lineup too. God damn it! I mean, I also and the Bills, uh, did, Bills released uh, Peterman too. Did, Good riddance. <laughs> he gets a lot of flack. 
God, he's 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 a. I was I was watching some shows. Historically bad. I think it was High Noon or no, it wasn't High Noon. It was some other show or listening to a podcast or something. And somebody was saying that like you know it's it's okay to like you know give him shit or whatever. Oh no, it was Matthew Berry. He tweeted it. Um, I think he said like you can give Peterman shit, which is fair. Um, but at the same time, like the worst NFL quarterback in history is still an absolutely elite athlete. Like you can still see like, true. like he, true. he had some throws where you could see like he's got the talent, but it's the same situation as most Browns and Jets quarterbacks who are drafted are put into. Like it's hard to succeed when everything around you is collapsing. Like the bills are just, it's not a good, it's not a good franchise. It's not a good organization. Like it's hard to succeed in that kind of environment. Like Baker is a little different story and they just, got a new gm so they have a new you know new life or whatever but like you know it's it's hard to succeed when your franchise is just you know not not in the same not doesn't have the desire to win like right like when you you're put in that situation like but god he was bad it was like whenever whenever they put him in last year to um to take over for taylor and he threw like three it's just a walking interception like four picks in his first like seven throws and they're like fuck 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 we gotta switch him out like oh my and that, that's another thing too like at least at least the jets they still think they have their guy from the future i still think we have our guy for the future in sam darnold he's good i think but like i think he's like one thing back from this from this i think he's gonna be ba- better than baker baker's gonna i hope so and i like and i like him but I think Darnold, Darnold's young, and I think once he figures it out, like he's he's going to be good. Like I see a lot of like kind of Brett Favre in him, like the little guns. You know what? What I was going to say was um, Todd Bowles. If he was going to keep his job this year, I, I know it's hard to expect him to win right away with with a really young rookie quarterback. Yeah, but they're going to judge him on like whether he like progressed throughout the season. And I personally, I think Sam Darnold has has regressed <laughs> throughout the season. Which I th- I think that's definitely the nail in the coffin for Dodd Bowles, and I think I think after that first game, it's it's hard to like you know be better than that first game. I think I think that's kind of a crux, right? When you when you have a true. game like that, and then you have to kind of like live up to that throughout the season. Um, but at the same time, their their offensive coordinator, it's his, I think it's his first year too, and he's just not imaginative at all. Like he never goes deep with Sam Darnold. It's always these it's really really questionable play calling, and like. Those are the types of things I like look at, like to see if Darnold's like developing, and I don't know. I just worry about, like, I feel like if they were kind of on the edge about Bulls, they maybe should have looked for a new guy for this year to start out with Sam Darnold because now he's gonna have to get a new coach with a new playbook. That was I remember it's gonna be an- Alex Alex Smith when he was first with the Niners. I think his first like five or six years, he had like three different head coaches and like four or five different offensive coordinators, and he struggled and he couldn't. You know, he was the number one pick. Granted, that was the wrong pick. The same draft as Aaron Rodgers. They should have taken him, but he was a good quarterback. And they just he couldn't have any continuity. And then once they got um, Harbaugh, and then whoever their offensive coordinator was, they figured it out, and it and it worked. And like you know, he showed up mm-hmm. and he was good, right? So it, I I agree that like you you kind of need you can be a good quarterback, but unless you're like you know a top five all time quarterback, you're not going to be able to succeed if you don't have like you know the coaching staff and the pieces around you to support you. And like I said, with, you know, franchises like the Jets, Bills, Browns, Lions, you know, those, those franchises, even the, the Cowboys now almost that are just perennially like struggle. It's hard to succeed. Right. And the Niners were like that for a long time, um, mm-hmm. like 20 years where it's, it's just hard to be you know good and succeed. And especially for a young quarterback, when all the pressure is already on you, if you don't have 
a good head coach or a good offensive coordinator who understands and you know is able to 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 be what you need, right? Like it's it's tough. Yeah, I agree. It's tough, but I don't know. I've, I'm just happy that like anything this year with the Jets is kind of just gravy. You know what I mean? Like we we stuck with the plan. We traded up. We drafted our future quote unquote future franchise quarterback. Dude, I, not so you guys just need. You just need, you know, you need a good, good. I mean, I feel like you guys have been looking for a, a wide receiver and a running back for like ever. Like, I feel like it's always the issue. It's like, all right, well, you know, we got, we got to get the skill players, right? Like, you know, you, you well, no, no, no. Let, let's let's be let's be real, man. The the biggest question has always been the quarterback with the Jets, always every, every year. But I mean, you know, they had Mark Sanchez was good enough that they went to the AFC Championship two years in a row, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, but at the same time, at the beginning of every year, well, I mean, not including the AFC Championship years, but every year it's like, oh, is it Sanchez or Geno Smith? Yeah. Is it Sanchez or yeah. is it Fitzpatrick or is it McCann? Like, it's always just the age-old question: who's going to be starting for the Jets? I totally agree, but at the same time, like, even when you're, you know, with that question, it's no matter who it is, I feel like it, it's you guys had Brandon Marshall for a couple of years, but besides that, yeah. I don't remember the last time the Jets have had like a, a you know, a top notch, like good, you know, great wide receiver, like, you know, top notch, like really solid. It's true. Right? Like it's I, true. There's a lot of work to do, but I'm just, yeah. like I said, I'm just happy that quarterback question, it's like, who's going to be the quarterback? It's like, oh, you know, it's going to be Sam Darnold. Like that's, that's a comfort that it, yeah. I don't know very well yeah. as a Jets fan. I feel like it's the same way for us. Like we're like, all right, like, you know, the Niners, like, you know, is it is it Kaepernick? Is it Smith? Is it you know somebody else? We're like, oh, it's Jimmy G. Like, okay, like you know, he's hurt, whatever. Like that's even though even though they suck right now, it's like all right, like we're gonna come back, we're gonna run it back with our guy, you know, Jimmy G. We're gonna bring in some new pieces. We're gonna get another good draft pick. Like you know, get a. I, I think they're gonna attack and try to get a better wide receiver. Like you know, got good offensive line, good running back. Like we'll be okay. We just got to bring this guy back and run it back with a with a fully healthy squad. Um, and it's you know it's. Yeah. It's kind of like, like you said, this year is just kind of like, all right, you know, whatever. If they get a couple wins, it's nice. Like they lose, it sucks, but at the same time, you know, you uh, you lose the lose the battle, but you win the better draft pick every loss you get, right? It's like every time they it's true. It's like, all right, we went from the third to the second, and we went from the seventh to the sixth, right? And the higher up you climb, like they do pretty good on drafting too. So you know, I'm I'm thinking if they get a top <laughs> five pick, like like McGlinchey's solid. Like he's he's been he's been easily one of the one of the better. Uh, Rookies this year, hundred percent. I've never heard of that name in my life. Mike McGlinchey, man. Mike McGlinchey. Nope. Dude, Notre Dame left tackle, baby. Dude, he's gonna project Jimmy left, G. Oh yeah, dude. I know all the left tackles. <laughs> dude, he was the number nine pick, man. How do you not? Oh, come on, dude. I'm sorry, dude. Do you not watch the draft like religiously? No, I just watch who the Jets pick, and then I. Go cry. <laughs> I was going to say who was their pick, but I forgot it was Darnold. But, hey, man, I, I don't know about you, but it's creeping up on my bedtime pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 9 o'clock, bro. <laughs> We're like creeping up on like 15 minutes. Away. But no, no, I'm, I'm the real man. I'm, I think I'm pretty uh, sports talked out. I don't know about you. I mean, I never am, but like, yeah, it's I, my computer is like starting to. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm running on a crisp uh, 11% too. Oh shit! I just mean like I, mean, but, uh, I got like the the more the more that we talk, the more I have to edit. So like, it makes it harder, you know. But hey, man. Yeah, there were some there were some things I wanted to talk about, like some of the MLB awards. But you know, we, I think by the next time, oh, dude, we are on. We'll have them all. Blake Trinan has been robbed 
God, there was a robbery. And then, For what, Cy Young? No, fucking reliever of the year. Edwin Diaz, really? The fucking Mariners? They didn't even make the playoffs. What is this bullshit? <laughs> Dude. Well, yeah, we, I feel like we could cover – I don't know when they announce MVP. Get a, get a tomorrow, below but. one ERA and a below <laughs> one whip. He had like 100 strikeouts. Dude, God. Oh, I'm getting pissed off just thinking about it, man. He wasn't good in the wildcard game, though. No, but none of us were good in the wildcard game. Are you kidding me? We all sucked. Jesus. Dude, I still don't know why Liam Hendricks. That's that's not – come on. All right. Who, who would you rather have them – I mean, obviously, you know, you're okay with it because they won, but like – or the Yankees won, but like what – who would they have started? Trevor Cahill, Edwin Jackson? Like would they have done any better? I don't know. Maybe go like – maybe go Trinan first. Try like like do some daring stuff. I mean, that was daring. Starting a reliever in the in a wildcard game, that's daring. Like nobody's ever done that before. That until until or you could have pulled a Craig Council and threw in some random scrub and then switched him out like after one lap. Well, he started the next game too. That was crazy, dude. I loved that. Yeah, dude. I, did the Brewers? That was pretty cool. It's sad because teams like the Brewers and the A's, they're good, right? And the Rockies, they're good. And you know they could win ninety five games, a hundred games, but talent always wins, right? It doesn't matter how good you are, talent always wins. You 108 games is always going to win. You know, it's it's. it's I hear you, man. So sad. I hear you. I miss baseball. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, you want to do this what next Tuesday? Oh, dude, um, it's already on my calendar, bro. Six. PM, All right, sweet. Six p.m. on Tuesday, man. That's 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 the that's the spot. That's the. All right, sweet. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for. I, I know everyone hung on for the whole hour and 15 minutes or whatever the hell it was you know i really appreciate it. dude we do not we do not know how to wrap this up who <laughs> care does anyone know how to wrap up a, a podcast Nah, not us we could go sopranos and just cut it off mid-sentence and just <laughs> fuck with everybody dude you have to do that in the editing <laughs> dude I'll, I'll mess around with that you know what this all right, all right try, cool. try, hold on i'll try something <clears throat> let me let me work on my my larynx okay this has been the Zach and Tony Show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday. Actually, no, Wednesday. That was that was shitty. Hold on, let me try it again. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Zach and Tony Show. Coming to you live from all the way around the United States. Check on iTunes. Check our Twitter and our Instagram. I'm at Neilberg96. Tony is at Antonio underscore gear. Make sure to tune in next week for the Zach and Tony show. This has been Zach. This has been Tony. Signing out from Scottsdale, Arizona. Signing out from Alameda, California. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeet, yeet.